Nerds on Film with Roxy Noberry, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. Okay, guys, movie mashup that should not be a thing. Idea number one. Yes. Number one. Meet Joe Dirt. <laughs> so Joe Dirt. Of Meet Joe Black and Joe Dirt. So Joe yeah. Dirt ends up being the angel of death. Is that. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> I, oh, I do not want to see David Spade with a mullet when I die. Yes. Right, yeah, no, I mean you still saves. you still opened with Brad Pitt. You, Brad Pitt gets hit by the car, and then when they put him back together, all the best they could do was David, David Spade, Spade. and Joe Dirt, and the Angel of Death inhabits him. Oh my oh god. god! Could you imagine the scenes between him and Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> just like the gravitas of Is that. It, would it would it have been David Spade and Anthony Hopkins or Brad Pitt and Christopher Walken? <laughs> and Christopher Walken. <laughs> Even better idea, Gina. <laughs> Gee, you're an evil genius. Baby. Evil genius. <laughs> evil genius. <laughs> evil genius. <laughs> I like it. Okay, anybody else? Anyone else have contributions? If we're going on the if we're going on the David Spade route, then I say that uh let's see, Dickie Roberts former child's play. <laughs> David Spade is a doll that kills people. He's already the size of a doll. All we have to do is just like you put the put fine. the weird like facial scar. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, it's not a David Spade one, but twelve monkey bones. So it's Brendan <laughs> Fraser who has to like who has to. Okay, it's another Brad Pitt movie. Okay, I had to go comic book with this. An officer and a Batman. <laughs> That's, cute. That's really cute. Um, uh, seven years in office space. <laughs> oh my what? God. Where it's Brad Pitt works in but an office. The titles have to fit, though. That doesn't quite, that doesn't quite fit. It doesn't have to fucking fit, Oh, yes, Brian. it does. It, it totally do does. The titles have to fit. You have to fit. Okay, so I may have screwed things up when I said officer and Batman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Ten Commandments I Hate About You. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's genius. Uh, you I took the Lord's name in vain. Uh, you you, you uh, have a strange God before me. <laughs> the sad thing is I would 100% watch would Ten watch. Commandments I Hate, I hate About it. You. Ten out of ten would watch. Mm. Wait, you are wearing one, two different kinds some... of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> you Sean, you ate you a shellfish. Sean, please give me one. Hold on, hold on. Let me find it. I just forget the name of this. Okay. All right, what about this? Breakfast Fight Club, where Mr. Vernon finds out that all of the kids were him the whole time. <laughs> there you Breakfast go. That's Club. great. Oh, so good. That's genius. Oh. oh, God. I really hope there's an internet community out there somewhere that does this, that we're not just the only freaking evil geniuses that thought this up right now. <laughs> oh, I remember a while ago uh, when, when viral videos got popular when I was in high school slash early college, there was one, um, it was at the time the there was a movie called Jane Austen Book Club that came out. Yeah, I remember that. a video called Jane Austen Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like my favorite thing. That's that's, that's a winner right there. <laughs> okay. Almost as good yeah, as Pride I, and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, I, I can't take credit for Jane Austen Fight Club though. <laughs> hmm. I'm sure I what about episode, what? Moby Dick Tracy. <laughs> That's not <laughs> bad. That's terrible. Who wears a yellow fedora and tries to, to fight gangsters? <laughs> no, I always I want the white whale to be played by Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. Like, Mumbles. <laughs> 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 
That's great. That's great. Oh, God. Anybody else? Oh, I'm like I gotta have another one in me from this poster we have on the wall, but it's not happening. Harry Potter and the Seven Year Itch. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe becomes a wizard. <laughs> Natural born killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> Ooh, I like Natural it. born killer clowns. Oh my god, that's <laughs> great. great. It's just gonna be like Woody Harrelson and and uh, Juliette Lewis like floating in outer space. And yeah, killing, killing people and putting them in cotton really candy bad, cocoons. Bear with me. Ernest saves Black Christmas. <laughs> so Ernest P. Whirl, Ernest P. Whirl saves a, fa- a family from a Santa Claus serial killer. <laughs> it turns out that Vern that whole time was a crazed serial killer because you never saw him. And it's like, this oh is God. when you get to see Vern. And it turns out he's a murdering Santa Claus. You guys, save Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's just it's free Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Free Willy Wonka. Free Willy Wonka. <laughs> Save Where oh you have to rescue the fucking orca from the chocolate river. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is the orca Augustus Gloop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh shit! Oh. Did I go there? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no earthly yeah, way of knowing, because the rowers keep on rowing. <laughs> Um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, except Hedwig is the owl from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my God, yes, owls. A movie about owls, just as drag queens, drag queen owls would watch. Definitely, RuPaul's too. Drag Owls. So there was a meme that we that I saw over the weekend, and this might be a fun little tweaking of this: is take your favorite movie title and then substitute one of the words with asshole. Oh my God, we did that with penis all like all of 2008 at West Valley, Remember right? That? But I went mm-hmm. bond with it. So I did on uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Asshole. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the asshole with the golden gun, or man with the golden asshole. <laughs> the asshole is not enough. My my favorite was always as much as I loved Harry Potter in high school doing the thing where you uh, flip to a random page and anytime it says wand you change it to Wang. Um, <laughs> that's that's always a lot of fun. My he pulled out his Wang. He, yeah. No, well, and, and said Wingardium I mean, Leviosa. I mean, people are like, oh well, why don't you just use the word penis? Because Wang is funnier. Wang is hilarious. And also closer to wand, but Wang is just funny. That's just weirder because then when you talk about the whole elder wand part, <laughs> elder like. Wang. Like Voldemort is seeking the Elder Wang. (laughs) Oh my God! Speaking of Wang, Tu Wong Fu, thank you, Philip Morris. Oh my God! Well done, Sean. Well done, dude. That gay people in prison that happen to be drag queens, and one of them is Patrick Swayze, and he's got a big old Adam's apple. (laughs) Priscilla, Queen of the Damned. Oh my god. Also, <laughs> also would watch. Oh, I would man, 100% I will, if you make that, I think vampires. I can get Aaliyah's oh estate god. to sign over her likeness. Oh. Yeah, seriously. Because she did. Um, Sorry. What else? What about like. Uh... God. The Walking Dead Poets Society. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn of the Dead Poets Society. Dawn of the Dead Poets Society. Yeah, because that's a show. Sorry. Night of the Living Dead Poet Society. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's good. I Jaws Four: The f- Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> right. We need like more audience feedback about this because this is just starting something really mm-hmm. great. Yeah, like, everybody. Honestly, here's what I'm gonna say, guys. You have to give us the title. Yeah. And we will pitch the premise. Oh, I love it. That would be a really fun episode. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? So That'll just be... hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag Bad Movie Mashups. 
<laughs> it's our own original content. And mm-hmm. speaking of, nice segue. Thanks. Ooh, you like she it? went there. Do you like that? I did like that. that Is that your new Bring thing, Brian? Oh, she went there. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Gina Giovanetti. I'm Brian Moriarty. And I'm his older brother, Sean Moriarty. I, you could have just cut it off at that. They know. <laughs> You're such a dick. I was just sitting there saying, the suspense is terrible. <laughs> no, guys, we are gathered here today to talk about Brian's ego. Can we? Can we? Okay. We, we, I, I, I did it yesterday just to sound very like, like academic and very like stuffy. Academia. But like, we are gathered here today. Sounds like someone's about to get married. Um, hello, oh, or someone's getting buried, buried oh. or married. I was. I always do a Prince thing though because we're always here to talk about this thing called life. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. No, I'm. Uh, no, we're here because we're gonna talk about fucking original content up the wazoo, y'all. We're gonna talk about some Netflix original content. Yeah, we're kind of bending it a little bit, right? Because we're bending it like Beckham. Yeah, because we usually have talked about movies that have had theatrical releases. Generally, <gasps> you know what I just realized? Oh God! It's late August. It's late August, y'all. <laughs> So, by the way, um, <laughs> speaking of which, really quick commentary. Uh, box office just had its worst weekend, worst month, or sorry, worst summer oh in a few God. years. Yeah, and I think the 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 I can't remember which film it was, but the top box office. Oh, it was um, Hitman's Bodyguard <gasps> was number one last week for the second week in a row, but it only made ten million dollars. It was not good. I saw it. it Here's now. It was it really bad. It was. So, like, I know we we mentioned what the topic was going to be, but I just want to say this really quick. Like, I saw it, and it was, you know, I saw it on vacation with my family because it was raining outside, and we wanted something to go do, and this was my dad's pick. Nice. Um, it was, It was a weird thing where it was like, okay, we're going to give, we're going to give Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds a movie where Samuel L. Jackson can be Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds can try to be funny Ryan Reynolds. Well, what the fuck like, is wrong with that? That's what we all want. No, no, no. But it like, didn't work. So my, it, it didn't work. I like, I feel like it was marketed as like, I felt like it was supposed to be funnier, but like a they, buddy cop movie. It was, I, yeah, but I, but it, it almost was almost more of like a, it was almost like like a lethal weapon, but not funny. Um, <laughs> That's kind of how I got the impression of it. It was like lethal weapon, but, but instead of cops, they're both yeah, but that, but yeah, yeah. Well, no, like Brian Reynolds' character is supposed to be the bodyguard, and right. then Samuel L. Jackson is the hitman. But like, it was it was Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson and saying, you know, motherfucker, every chance he could. But <laughs> like, my issue is we've seen Ryan Reynolds be like funny or you know kind of funny so being ryan reynolds yeah well in in stuff like the proposal but now i think he's getting into the pattern of oh i have to be funny so i need to be deadpool again Mm. and so it's him with like the deadpool kind of mannerisms and the deadpool cadence without being deadpool and it's i don't like unless it's a sequel like i don't like see i think it's kind of a cop-out when you see actors kind of repeating performances between movies which is why when like many years ago when i saw inception i wasn't super impressed because i had actually gone to see shutter island and like oh. leo dicaprio gave the same performance in inception that he did in shutter island it's all so, about that dead wife like, i was not <laughs> I was not impressed. I didn't think Ryan Reynolds was super funny because I thought he was just trying to be Deadpool without being Deadpool. And, you know, uh, like the, the, I, my thought of it was, 
I would have laughed much harder if there was a twist at the end where like Samuel L. Jackson's wife, who is played by Salma Hayek, who in my opinion was the funniest part of the movie. Go Salma Hayek. For some reason, like her character was in prison and Samuel L. Jackson's character had made a plea deal to like, so she would get out of prison and like, you know, because she had done nothing wrong. She was just in there because her husband was, you know, a hitman or whatever. And like my prediction was, oh, like the twist at the end is going to be that Salma Hayek was the hitman all along. Ooh. It wasn't that. I would have 100% watched it if it was Salma Hayek in the Samuel L. Jackson role. I, it was just not Ooh. funny. And Samuel L. Jackson was the one in prison. Like she has to come rescue him. Yeah. No. And like that's, and that's <gasps> it. Like I, like I would have been much been more impressed by better. it. It it was just marketed as being much more of a comedy mm. and it wasn't funny. Like it, it didn't know what it was. Like it wasn't lethal weapon and it wasn't like something like the other guys mm. like I thought it was going to be and mm. so I was just kind of like there were points where I felt like they had written in jokes to get laughs but nobody in the theater was really laughing well Samuel L. Jackson is always going to be Samuel L. Jackson I mean Nick Fury and everything it's basically always going to be him and I think Ryan Reynolds has built himself a career where he's pretty much always going to be him in a movie like his style of humor is so like just you you always can tell Ryan Reynolds is the comedic relief in any movie that he does. Like well, I he, saw true. Life, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. He was literally the best part of that movie. Mm. Like it was like the only saving grace. And in that sense, I wonder if they were trying to just make an opportunity to have those two kind of comedic sort of um, sort. Of, I, I don't want to say like icon because that's a pretty powerful. Yeah. But they're sort of like they're very relevant right now in the comedy scene. Yeah, right? but I'm also just like, I'm not entertained by both of these two no, trying to be alpha. Yeah, no, they're trying to alpha each other. Def- definitely that. I think that's a big problem with yeah, that. It, but hey, you know what? That's what happens when you have a late August release. Yep. <laughs> but here's the thing about I Netflix, y'all. Netflix releases their shit all year long, and they don't give yes. a fuck. It's also part of why they're so in debt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they right. Owe quite a hefty check to Uncle Sam, but yeah, uh, but aren't they considering? What was the whole thing about Movie Pass lowering its price? Was that Netflix trying to buy them and do that, or is that just people comparing Movie Pass to Netflix? I've never heard of Movie Pass. So Movie Pass is a uh, it's a it's a service you can sign up for where you pay like. Previously, it was like 30 bucks a month, hmm. but you basically get this special MasterCard that you can use for a free movie ticket once per day. Oh, mm. snap. Mm. Yeah. Um, and every movie theater had to take it because it was a credit card. So oh. basically, what you would do is you'd go to the, you'd use the MoviePass app on mm-hmm. your smartphone. You would check in at the theater to show your location, and then it would credit your oh. your hmm. card for that movie you were going to go see. And here I am getting those Century Theater coupons from Costco like a schmuck. I know. I got to get blood donations so, <clears throat> so I can go to an AMC theater. I'll be honest. I have I'm sucking dick for movies yeah. out here in Colorado. I'm sucking so, dick. If you see, I would say, if you see more than two movies a month in the evening, mm. it, it's, it pays for itself. Does it? All right. But the other thing I would say, too, is, that being said, so I... I didn't read the recent news, but there was talk about them lowering the price to basically. That's ridiculous. Like 30 yeah, bucks exactly. when you, and you could see 30 movies. Wait, 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 wait. Take... Too many people are talking. Sean, what? I said it's ridiculous. You could, if theoretically, you could see 30 movies a month, which is would cost you $300. 
And you're getting it for 30 and people are bitching about it? Yeah, so uh, the other thing is it doesn't apply to IMAX. Oh. It, IMAX is it's free up to the general admission, then you have to pay the difference. Mm. Which isn't bad. Or 3D as well. Depends so it's 2D movies, movies that it applies to. Uh, but AMC was talking about how they weren't going to take it um, as a form because they didn't want to have their... It's like the Bitcoin the... of movie <laughs> currency. Right. But they're saying, but the argument is, well, we're not sure if you can even do that because it's technically just a credit card transaction. All they see on their end is a credit card transaction. Right. From MasterCard. So... Always looking for a break. Well, what do you guys think about Netflix's original stuff? I think they've really come a long way in the last, like, two or three years. I think they really have. I think... They started off a little bit slow. Like, I remember hearing that Netflix had original shows, um, things that were a little bit smaller. Like, um, there was one called Hemlock Grove, which was kind yep. of a, like, horror kind of thing. My guilty Canadian pleasure. Yeah, but then I think, uh, like, I watched a couple episodes because I think Eli Roth was attached to it. And yeah. I am, like, weirdly attracted to Eli Roth. Oh, he's sexy. Um, I know. <laughs> you know, I've seen all seasons of that show. Like, I, I feel it. Uh, but then... Um, I hate watched that show toward the end. But yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, but I think we really saw it take off um, with uh, things Orange like House of Black. Cards and Orange is the New Black. I think those were the two that really got people very invested in Netflix original content. Um, I'm going to say more so Orange is the New Black because I think that was what I was seeing a lot of people talk about. And I think that came before House of Cards as well. I could be wrong on that timeline. Um, but I think that like Orange is the New Black was the first one that I really heard people talking about that like, oh, it was exclusive to Netflix and, and people were really excited about it. Yeah, but House of yeah. Cards, you can't say is completely exclusive and original because it was a British import. Ah, yeah. uh, that's fair. Well, so. you, Yeah, you but it's also... like The Office where they import yeah. like they in Britain, they did like one or two seasons and then the English, uh, the, the American version made a lot more content. So, And that's the other thing that Netflix has done successfully. They've saved a lot of network shows and created their original content off of their shows. Like one of like them, Gilmore Girls. Uh, the Killing. Arrested Development. Yeah. 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 All Fuller of House. Shows. Years after. Mm-hmm. Full, Fuller House now. Um, you know, and also, like, I also think that they collected the right type of talent. Like with House of Cards, they got David Fincher. With Orange is the New Black, they got Jinji Cohan. And Jinji Cohan is, you know, of Weeds fame. And David Fincher is, you know, the best person in the universe, as far uh, as I'm concerned. I think Jinji Cohan also does Glow, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Was it Jinji? I think that's also Jinji Cohan, yeah. I'm kidding. I didn't didn't notice that. I mean, I was surprised. (laughs) Jinji. Jinji. Glow is fucking fantastic, by the way. Uh, Everyone should be on that train. Um, for sure. So, what's what's some stuff that people have seen? What do y'all enjoyed? Hmm. Well, are we if we're talking more on the cinematic level? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that. I mean, I feel like if we say cinematic, we're talking about their dramatic content. Cinematic. Any good Marvel stuff that you've liked? I mean, I'm still honest. I'm still so behind. I'm still like mid season of Daredevil. That's you how haven't far. Seen Daredevil yet. of the first season? Yeah, I know. Oh my God, you are dead to me. Sean had like a conniption when he finished that season. I know. I remember. But what I love, what I saw, I fucking loved. Right. It was we, oh, it was great. When you Save get to season two, um, career. John Bernthal as the Punisher <sighs> is so good. Better it's be because like, he's getting his own spinoff show. Yeah. Can we just like talk about Jessica Jones forever? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Such an important show. Important yeah. show. I mean, so they're doing stuff that is quality, also socially relevant, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, which is fascinating that they can they're doing what 
filmmakers have been trying to do, but like mm. the studio kind of gets in the way. Yeah. And not to say that Netflix probably doesn't get in the way, but I feel like they, when they back a creator of content, they back their concepts so much that they're just like, you do your thing. And because it's Netflix, they can get away with it. It's like mm-hmm. HBO. Yep. Like mm-hmm. there's not really a censorship thing. That That's what happened about. with yeah. Chelsea Handler. That's why she left. And that was a huge part of why she left E Network and like ended her like whole night, her night. Uh, what, what's oh, it? Chelsea Lately. What am I trying to say? Her um, nighttime series. Yeah, her Chelsea Lately. Her nighttime Lately. talk show, yeah. She was so stoked. And honestly, I have loved her content. Not only did she is she successfully doing her own weekly thing, uh, which is actually a really cool format. I really appreciate it. Um, she also did this whole series called Chelsea Does, where she literally like filmed, I think it was like a five-part series. And she just went through all these different socially... Um, uh, the social constructs like marriage, um, uh, education, and, and all these, yep. and, and even like race relations. She hmm. like explored all of that. Sure. And uh, she got really political and like she explored some really important stuff. And you like took her, I, I took her way more seriously. Yeah. Um, well, I think what it's nice is it, it Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Because it allowed her, I saw one of her episodes and it allowed her to be who she is. For sure. Like she's not, nobody is strictly one thing. Right. She's not just a comedian. So she got to like give really insightful interviews and like Mm -hmm. just kind of like level with people, too, which I thought was fascinating. Exactly what went down. And I mean, the audiences are moving towards the smaller screen. We're seeing that. And I think that if if these studio people had any fucking brains that they would they would let off like put some slack in the leash on some of these artists and let them do what the fuck they want to do because that is what netflix that is what amazon and that is what other places like hbo and showtime are doing well it's also it's because it's i think the paradigm is is flipping because it used to be you know studio handled all the business Mm -hmm. right the artists were just the artists they figured out the business part of it and i mean I'm, i'm obviously oversimplifying but that being said now being an artist of any kind in in media you have to know a decent amount of the business on your own. Yep. You have to know how to manage your own social media presence. You have to know really kind of how to market yourself as it is. And I think because there's so many more business aware artists who are producing their own content, it's like, hey, if you don't do this for me, either you can do it and reap the benefits or I can just crowdfund it and I can make it myself. Right. You know, it's one of those things where now the competition is such that Netflix is just like okay, what am, what am I investing in basically? Right. Am I invest? I'm they're investing more in the content, and not about how they have to sell it mm-hmm. per se. Because I mean, Netflix sells it fucking self. Like oh my mm-hmm. god, automatically. Exactly. They're just yeah. like here, you paid us ten bucks a month. Let's just sh- keep shoveling in good content for you. But it's and it's in. not. I mean, Netflix and Amazon and places like that aren't at the level of the movie studios yet with regards to how much money they can throw at a movie. I mean, you're not going to see a two hundred and seventy five to three hundred million dollar movie come out of Netflix yet. Um, you know. But I, think I mean, it's on the way. To be fair, Manchester by the Sea, which was a Best Picture nomination, was a Net- was a uh, Amazon movie, That's and fair. Yes. Netflix. One of their films is doing a debut in theaters so that they can make it. El- I can't remember which film it is, but they're doing it so that they can make it Oscar eligible this year. That is so Netflix cool. Netflix wants it on the Oscars now, dude. Hmm. You know, I've I've felt like they've been making Oscar worthy content for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, specifically, Beasts of No Nation. Sure. Yeah. That was such a fucking so, But they had to release here. that in movies, in, right? They had yeah. to release yeah. that in theaters. Yeah. So to be clear, in order to be eligible for an Academy Award nomination, your film has to have debuted in a theater, could not have debuted on television first. So Netflix is making a film 
that they know they will release on on Netflix, but they are releasing in a theater first because I think it has to play like I think for three days. That's amazing. In a couple of hmm. theaters in LA or what New York. What a fucking loophole! Yeah. Oh. So like, and I think by doing that, they're also calling attention to how broken that requirement is now because yeah. that rule was made probably somewhere in the fifties or sixties when television was a competitor, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and made-for-TV movies were happening. Yeah. So now it's like, well, it's reverting to the small screen as it is. It, it, it brings up a whole other separate sociological argument about theaters mm. because theaters are places of community. And now movie theaters are now, in order to stay in business, they're doing weird things like Super League meetups where people like play video games, like massive LAN parties or like Fathom events and things like that. Fathom mm. events are the new theater, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah I, 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 I can definitely cop to like you know being more interested in seeing it in a movie theater than actually paying a ticket to go to the theater it's it's become kind of a a source of shame for me considering that i used to be such a theater nerd um but i also think it's a matter of convenience it's also access too right like you're not gonna be able to go to the national theater in london right to see Mm -hmm. peter pan their device production but yet they're gonna broadcast it so you can Mm -hmm. see it or you're not gonna be able to make it to the met to see la traviata but they're gonna show it to you so you can I mean, they had Into the Woods on Netflix, on, on Netflix, the actual original uh, oh, wow. Broadway production. Oh, yeah, the one with uh, Bernadette Peters? Yeah. But that's also, that was, that's the same version that was on PBS in the 80s. Right. So it's it's a well-known televised it's version of it. still bright. I mean, it was done for PBS Great Performances, so. Yeah. But I think um, kind of the, the, the way that theaters are reverting to doing things like Fathom Events or they do that, um, like, classic movie thing where you buy, like, six tickets at once and it's stuff like Gone with the Wind and Singing in the Rain and that sort of thing. It's, it's the kind of stuff that you never really thought you'd be able to see on the big screen or even to like a lesser extent you know there's a theater downtown that does um like they do cult classic movies and a couple months ago one of the movies i went to go see was i saw um serenity the firefly Mm. movie and like that was that was really cool and yeah it's obviously not at the same level of something like gone with the wind or singing in the rain but you know i got into firefly after serenity had already come out in the theaters and that sort of thing and so i thought it was really cool that that's something i could then go back and see on a mm. big screen and so it's cool that that theaters are kind of going back to their roots in in that sense of we're going to sh- you know kind of reshow things that people are interested in yeah. but it also kind of brings us to the point of there are a lot of people out there who are relying on things like Netflix, like Hulu, like Amazon Prime uh, to provide them all of their TV because most people no longer want to pay for some sort of cable service because mm-hmm. it, it's got very expensive. And, you know, there's the convenience of you're able to use apps for Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, wherever you are. You can be on your lunch at work. Even you can HBO be, Go. Yeah, HBO Go too. Yeah. So like, Yeah, I, I completely who, got rid of mine. I do yeah. all streaming now. Right. Yeah, that's it. Like I know plenty of people who they they just have like Netflix, Amazon accounts, and they just like they, they don't have yeah. anything else. Here's so. the here's the weird thing. So two things I want to say. So first of all, to your immediate comment, I'm the guy who was paying for Hulu and Netflix, and I'm still paying for a Sling account because I actually enjoy channel surfing. Hmm. I'm one of those old school people who like that process and. People have adapted, and they're like, "It's, it's just me being a curmudgeon." You're but such like a '90s people, dad, bro. <laughs> right? Because people are like, "Well, that was a necessary evil because you couldn't control your content." But that, somehow, people enjoyed that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But what I find fascinating is when you're talking about Serenity. Those are people who probably saw Serenity for the first time on Netflix 
and because of this, their mutual <laughs> enjoyment from it, yeah. went to a theater to share in that experience with fellow movie lovers. So isn't it interesting how it's almost completely flipped, whereas you would see a movie in a theater and then watch it on home video. Now people are watching it on home video. Yes, I'm going to still use that term. <laughs> and because of their mutual love of it, go again and see it in a theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Weird. you know what's going to happen. What's yeah. going to happen is in 20 or 30 years, when everything's on demand, some service is going to come out and be like, check this out. We just play shit and you have to just like catch it when it's on. It's super cool. It's nostalgic. It's like the old school days. It'll be <laughs> like final for television. Oh my God. Well, right. like, one, it's just going to be like when AI becomes a reality and the human race is wiped out. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. They're it's not the going to get wiped out. But then we'll have to start from scratch. Uh, someone needs to make a sci-fi comedy about we give birth to AI. Everybody <laughs> is freaking the fuck out about it. And we're like, no, I just kind of want to be your butler. Like One word. Like, Futurama, bro. You pass butter. Exactly. And it's also kind of like Johnny Five and Chappie. Like, those are all kind of like more subtle examples of that. But uh, Futurama already did it. Anyway, well, what, um, have any, has anyone checked out the most recent uh, Netflix original movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore? No. no. Okay. No. Elijah Wood at his weirdest, is in this. Um, And the actress's name, she's not really... I mean, she's a really good, like, friend character in these movies, but she actually is the main character. Her name is... um, The actress's name is Melanie Linsky, and she's actually in New Zealand. Uh, She's she's a Kiwi actress. Um, She... uh, Did you guys ever see that movie with um, John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph called Up and Away? No, not Up and Away. I think it was... Away We Go. Away We Go. That's right. Up and Away was... I the heard of it, and yeah. I saw the trailer, but I Where they're like it. a couple. Um, well, Melanie Linsky was the, uh, the like the bored housewife character in the movie, where like she only showed her kids the first half of Sound of Music and not the second <laughs> half because she didn't want to teach them about the Nazis. She she was also like Charlie Sheen's like stalker neighbor in Two and a Half Men. That's right. And then, oh, if you ever saw um, Ever After with Drew Barrymore, yeah. oh, she, yes. wasn't, she wasn't the bitch stepsister. No, she's she the was nice the one. like yeah. less bitchy one. Yeah. So she's really good at playing like timid characters but in this movie she fucking exact revenge like she her and elijah wood team up and they go on this like (laughs) murderous rampage against this like group of delinquent um uh like uh, sort of petty thieves and because they stole her grandmother's uh china (laughs) and it's one of the most graphic violent Badass movies I've seen in a long fucking time. What's it called time. again? I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. Cued. I, what? I said cued. It's really, really good. To be fair, I was fairly inebriated when I initially checked it out. Uh-oh, this is Roxy Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2 situation. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, right? And the way that it's filmed is so kind of, I want to say like outer worldly almost. Hmm. It's such an odd movie that you don't really feel like it's based in reality whatsoever. Like I feel like they're like aliens wearing skin suits hmm. and that they're, especially Elijah Wood because the dude is weird in this movie. His character Weirder than Sin City? Weirder. Ooh, it's like Sin City's brother. Okay, the hmm. character in Sin City like had a brother, and they were like separated at birth, but they're both still just as weird because genetically they're linked. That kind of thing. Creepy. Very creepy. Sweet. Yeah, I'm good. It's I, awesome. I want to see another hooker eating movie. Ha! Well, you might just see that actually. No spoilers. Um, but yeah, no, like okay, original content like that type of movie. I feel like Netflix is starting to give itself some serious film quality, like art house credibility. 
And that's something that I think has maybe been a strong point for Netflix this whole time, like especially with like Stranger Things, um, but even more so with movies like that. Mm. But what I really like that Netflix is doing is some of the properties that they have now, um, they're able to kind of take that property and develop it into a into a longer, more episodic story. So the example I'm going to use is a series of unfortunate events. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, I know some people who liked it. I did not. Not. I mean, not the not the Netflix series. The the original Nickelodeon movie. I did not like. But I, I love 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 the Netflix series because yeah. they're able to episodically do each story as opposed to trying to cram yeah. three books into into, a, into like one hour and a half to two hour a two hour movie and so what i like that netflix is doing is they're taking content that people would pay to go see in movie format but want to have this longer medium to tell those stories definitely definitely and that's making it a much more sort of reliable service i think mm-hmm. that you can always come back to netflix and look forward to what other original content they're going to bring like like with glow for example yes like i know glow is based off of that original documentary yeah um and i mean that whole fucking original like cultural iconic moment in time glamorous but ladies, still no, gorgeous like, ladies of wrestling yeah dude no it's an amazing 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 topic and i love 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 the writing on that show and i just think it's so fucking fantastic and even like i'm gonna say stranger things once again because that move that that show that series is basically paying homage to every good like 80s movie every spielberg you know alien horror stephen king goodness yeah Yeah. i think they're really fleshing it out in a beautiful way and you could even argue all the documentaries that they're making like the keepers or fucking um making Making a murderer Murderer. oh my god everyone was flipping their shit when making a murderer came out remember Mm -hmm. oh such a good show so definitely, there's a lot of good quality stuff there that I think they're just keeping keeping churning out, but mm-hmm. it makes me kind of sad to know that they're in such, like, bad debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but in bad actually... debt, but I'm sure it's planned. Like, they're going to be like, guess what? It's 20 bucks a month now. Well, yeah, I mean, Shonda Rhimes is joining Netflix, and she's going to make original content, so we're definitely going to make it back with her. Here's the thing, though. Like, them taking on that kind of debt is actually almost like a rite of passage because... <laughs> Frankly, most studios have considerable debt. No studio is really running in the black. They yeah. they are always well. That's because in... they doctor their books, Brian. No movie ever makes money. <laughs> but, but this is kind of uncharted territory, Brian, with with this streaming kind of numbers that they're getting. Like, how do they? I mean, the movie studios they they expect a certain amount that they're going to lose, right? With yep. the production. With Netflix original content, you're not getting ticket sales. You're getting subscription sales. How does right. that work? So keep in mind that Netflix does pay for advertising on traditional television networks. This is true. So the way they try to dangle people in is they try to show off that content through a longer trailer. And then you get to pull in to join Netflix. And plus, Netflix is a free trial. That's true. For, you know, was it is it one month or is it seven days? I think it's one month. I think it's one month. So one month free yeah. trial, and at the yeah. most they're getting eight ninety nine. They're getting what eight ninety nine a month. So that's a hundred and seven dollars and eighty eight cents a year from people. If you're paying for higher, it's eleven ninety nine. I think the highest it goes is eleven. Yeah, exactly. So think about it. HBO. You have a free weekend. That's true. Yeah, right. 
there's no the age of dvr you just yeah in the age of dvr you keep hbo and you just record every movie that they show on the free weekend because they show the best ones to hook you in i think maybe forever i think maybe hbo now is the only exception to that because now they're trying to do hbo they strategically do the free weekend the opening episode of the new season of game of thrones then they try to hook people in that way oh sure no it's brilliant yeah Yeah, totally there's that totally I think it's interesting, uh, Brian, because earlier you said um, the that movie theaters were like a place of community. Um, but they still are. But... They, they still are. But I also see that place of community now happening with TV. Um, people will have things like viewing parties mm-hmm. for even not just Netflix, but Game like recently the, the Game of Thrones finale, people were doing big viewing parties for that. And so even when the premiere of something happens or Netflix will drop the new season of something, people will have parties and get togethers and they'll all watch, you know, or the like Comic Con panels. Your television panels are just, if not more popular yeah. than the movie panels at those types of events. Yeah. True. Television has taken a, on a whole new level of respectability. And I think Breaking Bad had a lot to do with that, too. Yep. You know what we haven't talked about that Netflix has been killing it and doing it is a recent boom of being able to offer more opportunities for stand-up comedians. Oh, yeah. yeah. This blew up. Not only are they, not only did they bring Dave Chappelle back by <laughs> totally. showing the two, releasing both of his specials that he had shelved. I loved his And he's going to make a couple more, too. He, the, Louis C.K. does stuff straight to there. Amy Schumer did one. Yeah, her Anthony Jeselnik, like top comedians yeah yeah i just but saw the- actually uh one um oh fuck what's her name her name uh she was like best friends with um with uh oh fuck a duck what's her okay joy um not joy behar um joy she- behar no who's the one that um passed away that everyone is Joan like, Rivers? Joan Rivers! <laughs> Who's the best friend of Joan Rivers? She just did a... Melissa sp- Rivers, her daughter. Shut they up. were best friends. <laughs> no. You're gonna, I'm gonna have to, you're gonna have to come back to me because it was an amazing send-up special. Um, but then you get like you get some more fringe comedians that get stuff. Like have you guys seen you guys should know about who Angela Johnson is. Oh uh, She was on Mad TV, she was She's a radio legend. To, yeah, yeah ba- she went ba- to Lincoln Queen. High School yeah. and she did <laughs> her special Morgan. on Netflix from the San Jose Improv. And it's oh, awesome because cool. she she actually makes fun of she does this bit where she talks about uh <laughs> The commercials for um, for community colleges in the South Bay, where she's like, she's like, are you are you like me and dropped out and got your GED? <laughs> then then she goes like, go to Evergreen Community, or what she says like Evergreen Community Saratoga College or something like that. <laughs> oh my god, I love Angela Johnson. Oh, so okay, good. the comedian that I was talking about that was best friends with Joan Rivers was Lynn Coplets, and she's like over ah, forty. Never heard. And of she's this. amazing. And like her special was basically like breakfast at Tiffany's on like, like drunk breakfast at Tiffany's. It was fan fucking tastic. Like the style, the aesthetic of it all, mm. but her humor is like truck driver humor. <laughs> She's amazing. Net Netflix is what ultimately was able to introduce me to the magic that is uh, John Mulaney. Oh my god, so, new yes. kid in town. <laughs> oh, new in town. New like in town. that. That was amazing i'm still flipping out of the fact that they did a wet hot american summer 10 years later reunion oh yeah um, that's what i'm watching right now it's awesome it's awesome i wasn't i wasn't big on the first day of camp series but i think there's a little more promise in the 10 years later yeah no i think so too but again just just wet hot american summer is goodness (sighs) in general so good (laughs) 
Oh my god! So yeah, many no. good stand-up specials. I'm just keep going down here looking. Oh, there's so many at good them. ones. Jen Kirkman's was super good. <gasps> yeah. Okay. There was one yeah. they did where they had the twins, the twin African American um, comedians, and they did. Their yeah, special. yeah. They have like the flipped up like Justin Bieber hats and the black rim glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the one of the Indian comedian where he live streamed his, his same set in India and New York at the same exact time. <laughs> so the literal special is split between India and New York. Oh, that's super and cool. And it's like completely seamlessly streamlined. Interesting. Yep. So how does that work? He's yeah. not in all three places. But No, he's doing the same set just in New York and in Oh, God. Mumbai. So they filmed all three and then they spliced the three together for no, the it was final just special. Two. It was two sets. Two sets, okay. One in New York and one in, in India. Yeah. Got it. They so did they, that with... They um, spliced the two and then they cut them all together for mm-hmm. the final. They did that for... Um, Chris Rock did, did one of those, too. One of Chris Rock's yes. years yeah, and years ago. Yeah, just said. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's so cool. And for continuity, the thing is, is it's much better if you have them dress the set the exact same way and they wear the same clothes. This was not the case with the Chris Rock one. I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> like, what I missed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ali Wong. Did you guys see the Ali Wong special? The lady who does <gasps> yes, like the whole set Cobra? pregnant? Oh, yeah. No, I need to see that. I love I've Ali Wong. I've heard such good things I about I watched Ali that Wong. special three times already. Dude, oh my she's God. so fucking funny. I love her. I'm a stand-up freak, though. Like, I will... Yeah. I have... I looked at my iTunes on my computer, and it was like, you have blank amount of gigs of stuff, and I looked at how, what portion of that was stand-up albums. <laughs> it's That's ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, well, okay. Like, I have this really strange... Not strange. It's a really typical relationship with Netflix. It's like... What am I going to watch that's good, like, background watching show? Like, I'll, like, Marathon Friends or Marathon Gilmore Girls or whatever while I'm doing my laundry or, like, you know, cleaning house. And then there is the stuff like, you know, Beasts of No Nation and uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, like, that I will literally sit down and watch and pay the fuck attention to. And I think Netflix is doing a really great job at putting out content that you can do both with. Like, literally Netflix and chill or just, like not and like take mm-hmm. it seriously yeah netflix and chill not the having sex while watching netflix literally or just that like too chilling. but i'm single so i can't speak on that okay <laughs> hey that's i think that honestly the bloodhound gang saw the future when they said fuck you doggy style so we could both watch x files because that <laughs> shit happens now <laughs> and um, you can pause it story so yeah uh <laughs> i was gonna say vanessa likes to put on friends um yeah. while we're doing stuff around the house totally it's yeah. great background like noise yeah um definitely definitely oh no no i marathoned x files for days like i would literally put it on in my car and just listen to it through the bluetooth yeah like it was that bad i think in the time that we've been together we've probably gone through the entire series of 30 rock twice nice (laughs) yeah yeah and and friends twice as well yeah it's like parks and rec the office 30 rock x-files gilmore girls friends those are just like on repeat in my queue in terms of there's yeah there was a moment there where my wife and i would just put on family guy or american dad or bob's burgers and just let it go (laughs) and i looked at it and i was like holy shit we've watched every family and family guy's been on for a fucking long time oh my god yeah 17 years you know the game's gonna change when they add the simpsons or if they add the simpsons uh well so with fx you can do Simpsons World, and that's the, yeah, the yeah. endless stream do, like, of Simpsons. Clips and stuff but um, yeah, I do the, actually that when I work out because I bring my iPad with me oftentimes, mm. and I'll just put on a because I don't watch Family Guy religiously. No, I just like wait and then catch up. And so I watched this most recent season 
And then, you know, occasionally I'll throw on yeah. old ones, but like... Well, yeah, because sometimes you just need to put on that, like, background brain garbage that yeah. you can laugh at. Uh, I think, because, like, my, my issue with, like, Daredevil... I love Daredevil, but when I have time to watch Netflix, it is before bed when I am laying in bed in a dark room, so and here's... it's so visually dark. I'm just like, I can't fucking see what's going on. It's all so, rainy voices. Here's... Somebody up the contrast on this place. Here's the weird thing. that Vanessa's wind-down Netflix is Forensic Files. <laughs> so, That's Katie's, too. She watches the most uh, disturbing so, shit winding down like, going to bed. I swear to God, like... After we get married, I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna piss her off, and then I'm gonna wake up with my kidneys in a bathtub. Like that's what's gonna. It's, yeah. that's gonna She's happen. Planning. And there's a bunch of fucked up shit on Hulu. <laughs> if you guys watch Hulu, Jesus Christ, they have like who the hell did I, who the bleep did I marry, which is disturbing. Dude, no, my Netflix wife will watch that or like now. unsolved oh. mysteries, which is also on Hulu. Oh God. No, kids who kill. Have you seen kids who kill? Yes. Ah, yeah, no. she watches that one too. God. Ugh, oh, and then there's this one documentary that's been around for a while, um, Dear Zachary, that really mm. like broke me into a thousand pieces. Um, what does tell tell us? No, I mean you have to watch it, but like literally, it was actually a local story too. the The victim was from San Jose, um, Saratoga area. Oh. Um, but basically, it's this documentarian who uh, is making basically a story about this boy's father and what happened to not just the father but the boy and um he goes on to basically interview everybody not just the family but like the people that this guy grew up with because this guy it was he's like a childhood friend um and what ends up happening is that like this you know the guy uh, the father of zachary um he goes into a relationship with this like incredibly mentally unstable woman and they and you know end up having zachary together um and what oh my god it's so fucking heartbreaking because the narrative structure of this movie is so just so damn good you you have you heard about dear zachary i've heard about dear zachary and the one thing that i have the one like the one thing that i see whenever people recommend dear zachary is don't look it up beforehand because apparently there's some kind of shocker at the end that's why i'm having such a hard time expressing what it's about because all i can say it's a story about a father and a son who were really like horrendously betrayed Mm. Um, and the way that this documentarian pays tribute to this father and son, um, is just absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, if I were to say like the top three most heartbreaking content, pieces of content that I've seen on Netflix, it would definitely be, um, The Keepers, Making a Murderer, and Dear Zachary, top of the list. And Oh, not Blackfish. We see. What? All right. Not blackfish. Not blackfish. No. Oh, okay. fuck. Not even blackfish. No. Oh, don't even I, get me started on was, blackfish. Was blackfish original content? For some reason, I thought blackfish was more widely released. No, I think blackfish was widely released. But it that was, was on Netflix a, original. It's still it is? is it? Oh, shit. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That okay, so I'll Let's include look it blackfish on that sad, I'm consulting sad list. The runes. <laughs> that I didn't Wikipedia. Know. Wikipedia, huh? Wait, what are you talking about? We used to call it the runes. That's the runes. old school. Ooh, there's another one called Chasing Coral that just came out. It's really good. Hmm. Yeah. It's about like bleaching, coral bleaching. Oh, yeah. And like ocean preservation. The dying reef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really heartbreaking. I think, I think ultimately because Netflix has such a wide 
variety you can find most of what you want on there mm -hmm. and their original content is starting to catch up with the they, i think they kind of look at what people watch that they provide but then they try to do similar things with their uh or you know newer things but with their own content so for example they're even getting into um like animated series with stuff like bojack horseman Yep. Um, Castlevania. That's <laughs> for family. <laughs> what a shit show. Um, but they're, they, they have such a broad range of original content. And I'm just going to keep like going back to Glow because mm. I watched that recently. So and good. I loved every single minute of it <sighs> because everyone in it is so good. And what I liked about it was the episodes were like half hour ish. So I yeah. could easily watch at one or two before bed. Yeah. Um, yep. The season was not disgustingly long. And not like, it's it moves at a at a it's it's something where they're looking at human stories, it moves at a fun pace. And like, I loved it because if we go back to our Wonder Woman episode, one of the criticisms that Sarah had about uh, Themyscira was there was not enough body diversity. You see so much body so diversity much. in Glow. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is uh, Carmen, aka Machu Picchu. Um, <laughs> yes, she's the best. And uh, I, I'm, I'm personally planning on trying to put together a Sheila the She Wolf costume <gasps> Dude, for Halloween. If you do Sheila the She Wolf, I will do an Allison Brie like Russian. Oh my like, god! Not I will uh, do the whole thing. Not Melrose. <laughs> not Melrose. No. Um, not Melrose. Oh my god! Yes, I could do Melrose. We should. We should. We do should this, do Roxy. definitely. Yes. Um, we'll hit up seven stars and like yes. go in our glow. Sheila gear. the She Wolf. I'll do it. You. Um, do an amazing Sheila. I'm so excited. You got the hair too. <laughs> I just gotta like do it up weird. Tease it up to high heaven. <laughs> um, but regardless, like Glow, Glow was really fun. And it, like if you're watching American Gods, one of the leads is played by Audrey from American Gods. Um, yeah, which so like funny. some of her mannerisms are a little bit similar to Audrey, but it's not like an annoying repeat performance. Like I was well, so ticked off about at the beginning with Ryan Reynolds. She's um, still the jilted like wife Friend. but she yeah. gets her she gets hers yeah she gets her power she you gets see, her mojo back right you see you see a more character development audrey doesn't get stuff. her mojo back in her no no. <laughs> no um but yes what just watch watch glow please because yeah. it's amazing everyone it is, is adorable just for the record everybody i was wrong uh Blackfish premiered at Sundance in 2013, then was picked up by Magnolia Pictures and CNN Films for wider release. Then that's, it got its big boost of viewership. That's what it was through CNN. Netflix. Uh, okay. I remember seeing it on, on on like network television, and it was on CNN for yeah, a while. Yeah, I was gonna say because they okay. ran it as a multi part. I think, yeah, back in that early. Yeah. Oh, okay. But now it's Netflix, darling. So yeah, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think Glow is really kind of emblematic of how far Netflix has really come, and how yep. high the standard is right now. So mm -hmm. the you know they they can't really go back. I think there's nothing but moving forward. And like I think Angelina Jolie's new movie is going to be released hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's keep in mind that so father, like most television networks, television networks start with curation. And then they start with content generation, right? FX started off with, we're just yep. going to show a, a shit ton of reruns. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, reruns and then one or two original shows. And then all, now it is all original content. Netflix mm -hmm. did the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And yep. now... Comedy Central did that too. Comedy yeah, Central did that, right? That's and true. now they want... I think their goal within a couple of years now is to be... 
I think seventy percent original content. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So they'll you'll you're gonna well, see Disney's already taking their content out and doing their own streaming service well, too. So Netflix is gonna be really, I think, slim Yes, That's true, but they but content. that's to be more specific, for sure Disney brand. Yeah. Not all Disney properties because they're still negotiating to keep Marvel and right. Star Wars. No, Disney films. brand is what I mean. Yeah. And if we're and if you're out there, I want you to listen to this, okay? You heard what Brian said. You start out with curation and then you make your own content. You don't just curate shit over and over and over again. I'm talking to you, Channel 36, KICU in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's don't you different... bring Channel 36 into this. It's innocent. Yeah, but that's a different <laughs> business model, though, because those that's all syndicated shows. Yeah. And the reason why they do that is they get – when a show becomes syndicated, they get to reap the advertising revenue where it's not – the owner of the yeah. content. Thank they you, did, Dr. Oh, but Brian. in the 80s, the late 80s and early 90s, they did have Giants baseball. <sighs> they did. No. Yeah. Comcast Sportsnet. Comcast um, I think the interesting thing about Netflix, too, is because they don't necessarily have to, like, appease a particular network, they're able to tell stories that other, unless you pay for, you know, like, pay-per-view TV, yeah. you may not necessarily get to see. So, like, They with, can cuss on their TV Yeah, shows. so, like, with Orange is the New Black, you saw a very bold move to try to tell stories about, like, the prison industrial complex and yep. show... Um, POC it, women yeah. and LGBTQ... Yeah, exactly. And, yes. you know, you saw... Um, um, Laverne Cox get really popular in her role in Orange is the New Black. Um, I would argue that the the show on um, Amazon, um, uh, uh, the Jeffrey Tambor one. Oh, Transparent. Transparent. I think it's popular because of what Laverne Cox was able to do in Orange is the New Black. Because I could. Yeah. That I, was like, she was like a serious trailblazer. Yeah, I could justify that. Um, so if anything, Amazon Prime owes Netflix some yeah. serious cred. Yeah. You, and that's a whole other interesting conversation yeah. because you have a trans woman playing a character who is meant to be, I, I, sorry, I haven't watched Orange is the New Black, but her character is a trans woman. Yeah. Right? Her character yeah. is a, is a transgender yeah. woman. She's a right. trans and, woman playing a trans woman. And yeah. Laverne Cox is a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas you have Jeffrey Tambor, who's obviously not playing a trans right. woman. So right. it's just, well, those very interesting distinctions yeah. are mm-hmm. happening now. Where it's, like, it's, <laughs> I hate to say this, but like, I feel like trans stories are like the new werewolves versus vampires. <laughs> it's oh. become so trendy and so well, well trendy for all the right reasons it, that it's it, important it's, to talk about and it's been a damn over like it's been a damn t- long ass time yeah because you, you we didn't necessarily have the outlet for people to be able to tell those stories before. and tell them well and tell them well and so and things like so with orange is the new black or even netflix has um like dear white people mm-hmm. which was and the get down and the get down um yep. you see um you see a lot of showcase of people of color or you know people of different body types or different stories that may not have necessarily may not necessarily have been picked up by networks that are you know even pay-per-view or you know if it is even just picked up by a pay-per-view network you're probably still going to get fewer viewers mm-hmm. than you would if it was on something like netflix as with netflix is yeah. like okay cool i can watch orange is the new black when my kids go to bed mm-hmm. but my kids can watch you know whatever kids watch i don't have children but pornography they watch pornography. <laughs> watch lots of porn watching porn um but <laughs> i'm watching porn <laughs> but it's it's something that kind of has like something for everyone yeah. which is really yep. cool yeah definitely yeah but speaking about let's go back for a second to transparent because transgender rights is so much of a newer issue 
give it like 10 years, something like transparent is going to be viewed as offensive and it's going to be like, you cis wash this, this show. Yeah. It would be, have the same amount of outrage as like, uh, Scarlett Johansson in ghost in a shell. You mean for whitewashing like a movie, facing, you're going to see that. Trans- well, the, I think yeah. the the thing with transparent is, um, it is recognized that Jeffrey Tambor as a, you know, cis, cis male, cis male is playing this character, but there's a certain sensitivity he has in playing that character, and they're not, and but they are also giving other members of the trans community other roles in the show. It's yeah. not like it's not like everybody else is also a cis actor or cis the character. The showrunner yeah. is literally so queer. it's it's like okay, our lead is played by this person, but. All of these other surrounding characters are up within that community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's you know necessarily making it okay, but you know if the sh- the showrunners as a part of that community are making this distinctive choice, so there is a discussion around it. Mm-hmm. Jill Soloway is the showrunner for um, Transparent, and I, I I I I I might be incorrect. Um, oh yeah, so they um, they're non-binary and they prefer the they pronouns. So I, when I say queer, I guess um, please correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Um, I believe that they would identify as queer in that regard. Yeah, mm-hmm. they prefer. Uh, yes, it is with the they, they pronoun. Is the new correct pronoun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it used to be this weird Z and Zier. Yeah, some people some people Z. do prefer Zier, um, but I think unless that's explicitly told it's very it's kind of a safe bet yeah, if someone gender is neutral non-binary yeah. or gender neutral to use the they them pronoun they, they, yeah exactly yeah cool uh interesting insights guys and i think i'd be kind of curious for us to do this episode again in a couple of years like five years see yeah uh, where netflix has grown or if it's even still around, who it's knows? Be well, because we we didn't even talk about just. I, we went into this wanting to talk about just Netflix, but we did bring up other streaming services as well. Like we did briefly talk about, you know, Hulu and Amazon as well that do have these streaming services. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, and we we focused mostly on Netflix because that was kind of the first streaming service. They were, that, they were the trailblazer that yeah. did this. Yeah. Um, but there are others that are kind of moving on into that territory, like Roxy just said, with um, with things like. Hulu and telling these stories like Netflix has been telling through things like The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's lots of different original content out there that is branching away from the norm that you would see on regular network television. And it's becoming the new primetime, not primetime, but uh, premium cable sort of Option. substitute you know mm-hmm. it used to be all just about hbo and showtime right that's right. where you got your good stuff and stars and, and stars. cinemax yeah yeah you can't forget about stars but now and it's the movie about... channel and encore <laughs> and encore and westerns cinemax. and encore romances romanticals and encore the black and all the yeah right well, now you go to amazon prime or h or, or netflix mm-hmm. totally um or hulu <laughs> let's get to feedback let's do it let's feed some backs Listener feedback. Yeah. We have one piece of feedback to share, and it is from Evelyn. The subject is, oh my god. Yes, girl, <laughs> yes. She didn't write it that way, but she did write, oh, period, my, period, god, exclamation point, so I figured it would be totally 
Janice. A girl after my own East Orange heart. Okay. And then the first message is Chandler? No, it's not. <laughs> the first word is Chandler Bing. Um, ah! Oh, God. <laughs> we joke that if you had a woman who played Janice in like a screaming match with Fran Drescher, the people in Caught in the Crossfire, their ear would just explode. Yeah, just all right, like Roxy, let's see if their heads explode. You go. No, 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 no. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it, Roxy. The sound waves combining, uh, lighting. I am the brainchild of Janice and Fran Drescher in my dreams. <laughs> okay, so the it, message Roxy. reads, I just want to start off by saying I absolutely love your Nerds on History podcast. Aw. Yeah, I wanted to read this because it was from that. Um... I am like 12 years old and was introduced to your podcast via schoolwork, and I was hooked. <laughs> I am constantly fascinated when I learn new and interesting things, sometimes I, about things I didn't even know I wanted to know about. Like Sean's propensity for yeah. vulgar. Well, hopefully well, she's no, not this is listening on history. to the show. This is Nerds uh, on History. Yeah, so why are you reading this? She's not going to hear it on this show, hopefully. Oh, God. I wanted to read it because... It gets better. Um, it gets more better. Here's why. This is why. Uh, let me finish this. So, uh, your show is so informative and you guys never fail to make me laugh literally out loud at least once or twice every episode. Keep up the great work. You guys are awesome. P.S. I'm just curious. Are you three like best friends or something? <laughs> Anyways, I love your show and I will keep listening at every chance I get. Also, if you can, please read this on the show. It would mean a lot to me to know you got this. So here's the thing. Evelyn obviously does not know that the show ended at this point because she's just going through the backlog. I want to hug her. So what I'm hoping will happen is I'll I'll make a Facebook Live video where I read this as well. Oh, my God. Um, but if she does at any point start, maybe when she's a couple of years older. Start <laughs> when she starts age 18. <laughs> yeah, that she would listen to this. And I just want to say that, you know, the reason why I brought this up is because, guys, by the time this episode releases, we would have hit our fifth anniversary of Nerdonomy being released oh, onto the world and Nerdonomy of course started with both Nerds on Film and Nerds on History this is true. so even though that podcast is no longer actively releasing new content I just wanted to give us a reminder of what, why we do all this stuff is that like mm. somebody out there finds our stuff interesting I have no idea why but they Nerdonomy do Nerdonomy is for the children <laughs> just like Wu-Tang yeah. yeah. honestly it's though children. it's okay if she listens to our fucking show think about it think about the fucked up shit that you watched and listened to when you were 12 and <laughs> that I couldn't like process now that albums. if I watch it now I wouldn't be able all to all of the watch. accidental <laughs> anime porn I watched yes accidental <laughs> but a lot sure. of dirty fan fiction in middle school and Vampire school Hunter D like... Bloodlust is not porn <laughs> Night Shift Nurses is art okay um <laughs> So that being said, guys, God, I'm horrible. I, Save I every time we kind of hit like a milestone, I always do something sentimental. I'm not going to do something dramatically sentimental, but I just want to remind you that we love you guys. We really do. Um, our listenership has steadily increased for Nerds on Film since we've gone to exclusively doing Nerds on Film. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone. So we thank, thank you for that. You. We thank you for the recent uptick in users on you our like Facebook us. page. You really like us. And we just love it. We honestly... Half the show is us geeking out about stuff we love, but the other half of it is engaging with you guys. Yeah. You make it really, really fun. So, Sean, why don't you tell us how our listeners can engage with us and become a feedbacker? 
God, I'm not like Sarah. I hate doing this again. Go to the fucking website, hit the talk to us button, and you're good. Sean, you're fired. You are fired. Find us on social that. media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Friendster, Pinterest, fucking Instagram. Snapchat. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can hit us up on our website by hitting the talk to us button. That'll take you straight to a contact form that will send an email to all of us. If you don't want to do that, you can go to social media. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> Sunday, 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 <laughs> only on nerdonomy.com. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, nerds, it is that time we got to get out of here because it is a school night. Um, like, legitimately, I know we said it last episode, but, like, it is, like, for all of us, actually, yeah, a school yeah, night. School. So we're going to head out. Um, until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting, probably Halloween-themed-ish episodes. <gasps> um, scary. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Bye. Later. And roll credits. And now. Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Mark, I found the chocolate pudding! (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the winner. I love it. Jesus. Oh, my God.